Welcome back to Business Research Methods Podcast by Jacob Boydston. Um, i got a couple questions to go through this week. Um, this is uh, Course Project 3. Um, this is question 6 from Chapter 6. I assume you are a manufacturer of a small uh, kitchen electronics like Hamilton Beach, Proctor, and Silex, and you want to determine if some innovative designs with unusual shapes and colors developed for European market could be successfully marketed in the U.S. What quantitative research would you recommend and why? First, you would want to understand the target market. Um, you know, you want to sell these to normally a uh, target market for things such as waffle makers um, and things like that would be to the younger generation um, with less or lower disposable income. It doesn't have to be younger generation. It could be in between, you know, um, single household, you know, because they're making small amounts. But... Um, you want to draw a uh, a purpose a purpose 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 <laughs> sample. I can't I can't talk. Uh, um, like mentioned on page one twenty eight of the book uh, Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Schindler um, of the target market. So then you want to introduce the designs with open ended survey questions, usually with visuals, and you'd want a, a uh, interview style observation. Um, so you would ask the questions and then see. The reactions to the shapes as they turn pages, which you would have them in a sequence, so you could see those shapes. You'd also do a webcam, a webcam-based interview, the same way. Um, that this is also mentioned on page 20, 123 of the book, and it comes from a uh, a graph um, called Grit Report uh, by um, by uh, Green Green uh, Greenbook.org. Anyways, and. Um, you could use this to record uh, facial cues, so you could have a system, an order of, let's say, like uh, the colors or, or the, um, um, the shapes, and then see how, you know, if you're if you're allowed to record via webcam, then you could see how they react when page one pops up and shows a shape. If they, you know, you get a, you know, a bad look or something like that, you could, you get your interviewer to mark those cues. Um, the questions that you would want to present would be like, which shapes do you like most, um, or least for like a sandwich maker, waffle iron or panini maker, depending upon what you're, you're trying to pitch. And then, um, um, does having an option for a different color appeal to you over a conventional black and white? You know, if yes, you know, rank them maybe one through five or something like that. So that's my answer to, uh, question six on chapter six. And then question seven on chapter seven. Amazon's Kindle, um, it's an electronic book, magazine, newspaper reader, has uh, has been far more successful than its Sony competitor. This could be somewhat influenced by the Oprah factor. The Kindle was introduced on Oprah's show and strongly endorsed by the Mega Mobile. But the original Kindle had some physical problems, button placement, page turn speed among them. Correcting these problems resulted in the Kindle 2 released in 2009 to uh, glowing reviews and ultimately the Kindle Fire. What observation research might have been used in the redesign of the original Kindle? Well, Amazon has a great pull to pull from, a great pull of data to pull from because of they they have on their online stuff they have reviews that are just built into the website. So I'm betting that Amazon used most of the reviews for the Kindle to make the changes on the product. Honestly, but um 
you know, um, but uh, I have a couple of suggestions. Um, Amazon could have taken an event sampling um, that's mentioned on page 152. On the original uh, Kindle and observed uh, what, what looked to, what would have frustrated people user like the button placement where the power button was compared to other you know, electronics they've used such as the iPad and things like that. Um, they, the easiest way to do that would have been to take a video of somebody and, and how, how they are reacting to it or have an interview sitting in front of her, in front of them, him or her. And, uh, so if they, you know, it takes them a while to turn the, turn it off or turn it on. And obviously they're having trouble with that or turning pages. You could also do a continuous or real time sampling, um, you could ask them to, the interview could ask them to read a short story, um, and they don't have to be in the room, or they could leave, you know, and it'd be recorded or whatever, but um, ask them to read a short story, and then see how they, how fluently they can read while turning the pages, um, moving between pages, you know, if they lose their train of thought, or if, you know, it becomes frustrating to them. And then uh, lastly, they could do, you know, they could do it over a time period. They could do an event sampling over a time period. So they could do, uh, they could do, you know, um, have them read a book. So they go to a book and then they, they have a software that, that goes through and shows, you know, um, that's attached to the Kindle that shows, you know, how, how they click through pages, the number of clicks it takes, how often they read, that kind of thing, and then, you know to see and then have them come back after a certain amount of time just to see if it, they didn't need to get familiar with it but if they're still having the same issues so like they're flipping through pages and things like that slowly then obviously you know there would be something with the navigation the navigation on the actual the software on on uh, the Kindle so those are that's my answers to um, question um, 7 chapter 7 and this is the third podcast that I've done over the business research methods um, and this is course project three. So, uh, thanks.